Hi, Linda Phils here. Welcome to my show where I will be sharing with you the strangest secrets to spiritual and professional success and productivity. So let's get started. So I'm going to move on to another segment to this interview. Okay. Um, and this is for those who want to get started in marketplace ministry and just some advice that you would want to give to them. So first question, what would it be your advice to a believer who just started working in the marketplace? I would say put on your prayer list the name of your boss, the name of your team members, mm-hmm. and start praying for your company. Start praying for your team. Mm-hmm. And keep a prayer list. Make this a regular habit. You know, we're big on prayer around here at the International House of Prayer. Over a decade, we've had a prayer meeting for the marketplace, which is every Monday morning at 6 a.m. A lot of people will call into that prayer meeting from their different locations, or if the time zone's not right, they'll get it, you know, in the archive recording. But just last week, has somebody text me that I did happen to know personally, and they had my number. Mm-hmm. And they said, thanks the person who prayed about how God would help us when we're up against things with unreasonable people. He said, this is my life right now. And so prayer is what it all comes down to. Now, as you pray for your coworkers, ask God how you can serve them. Ask God what problems you can solve. Mm -hmm. Ask God how you can walk in and be a peacemaker. And this will open up many opportunities for even the young 20s who's just gotten out of school Mm -hmm. and is starting their job. I think that when we are prayerful, God shows us what's going on behind the scenes, shows us more about our role, places where we can be a help. And that is to get off on the right foot, I would say, if you make it a matter of prayer. That's good. Would you say being in marketplace ministry, is it ever an aim of ours to make known that we are Christians? Use sure. the Christian lingo or... Is it more of a goal to just live out the good character? I think living out the good character is what gives you the entrance and the invitation to talk about your relationship with the Lord as a Christian. And then you do that as the Spirit leads. But to start with that before we've earned a, a place in someone's life, to me, is kind of rushing to the close. You know, it's individual. There may be a day that is exactly the thing to do. But we're not hiding the fact we're Christians. We're wanting to show up with excellence. We want to be the ones that are bringing solutions to the table, that are a catalyst for peace and kind of squelching gossip and, you know, just paving the way for the goodness of the Lord to work. When the Bible opens up, God's working. His work was creating, you know, the earth. So God is very present in our work. When we're the ones who meet the deadlines, go over and above, are the ones to bring peace. Every team leader loves somebody that's a peacemaker. And it doesn't mean roll over and play dead and sacrifice (laughs) all your convictions, but it means be one who is literally bringing a solution to the table. These kinds of things, every time I've seen open the way in the right timing, in the right place to openly share the gospel. Mm -hmm. But to rush to do that before we've earned a place in a life, I haven't seen it work as well, quite honestly. Okay. Thanks for sharing. Um, You kind of touched on this question a little bit earlier when you were sharing your experience in the marketplace, but the question is, how do you find time to minister to people while also being seen as diligent in your work? Mm -hmm. Being diligent in your work, does it mean that you're cutting off the personal relationships or personal dynamics? Mm -hmm. You know, 
Jesus met needs everywhere he went. And so meeting needs is just a part of being a person who is intentional in their work and working with excellence and compassion and attention to people. So that's a good leader. You know, it's not somebody who's just all about the numbers and the spreadsheets and forgets you and whatever's going on in your life. You know, back in the day, it used to kind of be the thing to teach that a person would leave their personal life at home or their personal problems at home. Mm-hmm. Nobody really is able to do that 100%. We are one person, one heart, one mind. And so in my roles where I've had responsibility for people, I've always wanted to know what was going on where we could help if there were sick children or if there was a marriage problem. Or you know, I didn't ask those questions, but I could spot them. Mm-hmm. And then when a person needed help, they knew where to come. So that's being a good leader. Okay. You know. That's good. Are there any resources that you would recommend to marketplace ministers? I know you have a book for yourself, but anything else? I think that one thing I would say to every person who is a Christian in the marketplace, and I think that's every, everyone who is a Christian in the marketplace can say, I'm in ministry. If you want to say that, say it. But it's not a two different distinctions, right. you know. I would say to you, find a few other people that you can gather with. Uh, again, the example, Daniel, he had three praying friends, right? Yeah. And they got together. So I would say that being a Christian in the marketplace cannot be very lonely mm-hmm. if you don't have other connections to people who are believers. Yeah. I would say find some believing people, even if they're not at your company, yeah. that you can meet and pray with them about your workplaces and amazing things will happen. So don't be isolated in your faith. Even if you feel like you're the only person in your department who's a believer, and that may all be the case many times, or you just don't know yet what's yeah, going on. Totally. So I would say don't be isolated in terms of finding some believing people to pray with. Okay. And so they might be outside your company. Yeah. I would say also avail yourself of professional spiritual development. Hmm. You know, an accountant will take their continuing education we hope right yeah (laughs) our doctor we for sure want to take all their continuing education and so you know we don't think twice about being a lawyer an accountant or a doctor and taking our courses to stay up to date i propose for believers that you make a line item in your budget for coaching for spiritual development in terms of coming to conferences hearing Christian speakers, finding out what others are doing in their company so that you are on the cutting edge of your position with your faith, as well as whatever you might do on the professional side of your licensure, keeping those things current. So I would treat your role as a Christian minister, quote unquote, if we use that term, as something you want to stay fresh and up to date with and connected with a network. Mm -hmm of believing people. Podcasts like this are a great resource. Okay. Uh, actual groups or tribes or memberships online or in person okay. are a great resource. So do not let yourself get isolated because it is mm-hmm. kind of a jungle out there. Yeah. And it is a lonely, it can be a very lonely trek if you're not connected with some people of, of like mind. Absolutely. Are there any books that have personally inspired you within the marketplace ministries? I don't know if I would put this in the category so much of marketplace ministry per se, but I think there are many great resources about how to view finances in the marketplace that I'm really enjoying right now. 
think one is called the truth economy. It was given to me by one of my clients not long ago. Okay. And it's really unpacking some rich truths about the economy. I guess I would say don't assume that you ever need to quit learning. We need to be <laughs> lifelong learners. Yeah. And so those books change kind of with the seasons. But I, again, I, re, I think the main book is the Bible because there's so many great examples of how people operated in the marketplace. Yeah. And, wow. you know, you just can't go wrong with that. Yeah, that's so good. Well, those are all the questions I prepared for you today. But as we close, are there any last comments or encouragements that you just want to share? Well, thanks for interviewing me today. I'm really proud of you completing your education. And I know you're looking at some business education as well. And I think that's an awesome way to go for young people who are searching out how they want to live their lives. And I would say, be the best in your field. Do your homework. Go to God. Develop a strong prayer life. And then pay attention to what's happening around you. Back in the day, we, there was a very popular study called Experiencing God. It's still out there. Blackaby wrote this. Okay. And uh, I'll leave you with this story. There was a young female engineer in the study with us at night at the church. And she was learning to hear the voice of God. And in one of the lessons, Blackaby taught, after you pray, and then this example will just say after you pray for your coworkers and the people you're working with, we usually go, okay, amen, now I'm out the door. Here we go. But we, we don't listen for or watch <laughs> an answer. We're not expecting an answer. And this young lady came to class one night after we had had this chapter, and she said, I was so excited this week. And she said, I prayed for my coworkers. I prayed for my boss. And as soon as I would see that they came in and maybe they had a problem I could help with or maybe somebody was sick at their house and I could offer to take a meal after work, she said, I started making a post-it note and putting it on my computer every time I saw God answering my prayer. And I think her prayer had been like, how can I help my coworkers or bless them? By the end of the day, she had started at the top of her computer, which back in the day was a humongous desktop model. <laughs> and she had a sticky at the top and then one under that and one under that. And she had the whole screen filled <laughs> down the side by the end of the day. So Watch for what God does after you pray and connect the dots. This is our invitation, no matter what our field is, that the Lord is interested in our lives in partnership. And in the marketplace, in my opinion, is the most exciting place to partner with the Lord in his work. So that would be a good thing. Let's listen to what he says after we pray and take a few notes. We hope you're loving the Linda Field Show and that these ideas are helping you succeed day by day. We know you're busy and don't always get the resources you need to grow in your development as a spiritual professional. That's why Linda has created True Tribe, a community of learning for men and women who are ready to experience God-made success. You can access helpful classes and put your learning to work by getting started today for just $1. Come on over to truetribe.org slash join and get what's waiting for you inside True Tribe. See you over at truetribe.org slash join.